Ethereum and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Joseph Wang, founder and CEO of Crypto HW Wallet. Joe, how are you doing? I'm very good, Richard. Uh, nice, to be, nice to be on your show. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much. So tell me about uh, Crypto HW Wallet. What, what was the concept of it? Uh, you know, how did it start and all that? Yes, so uh, I've been involved, my, personally, I've been involved with cryptocurrency since 2014. Uh, I went to a, a CES show in Las Vegas. That's where I first uh, attended a a, a, um, a booth. It was no, it was a booth that was uh, presented by BitPay at the time. They were offering oh. free bitcoins, and then I happened to uh, be uh, one of the lucky ones to get five dollars worth of bitcoin from them. And from that point on, I became a uh, big fan of uh, cryptocurrency bitcoin. And ever since, I became an investor. Uh, I'm really a, basically a true believer and promoter and advocate for Bitcoin uh, pretty much starting that same year. And I had the experience to lose, uh, that was a bad experience, to lose some Bitcoin uh, through, I believe it was through a chat on Open Bazaar. Maybe this person, whoever contacted me uh, on Open Bazaar and then got the back door through my system and got into my uh, wallet exchanges and stole my six and a half Bitcoins at the time. Yeah, I've always been involved in um, electronics, uh, resale, wholesale, for the past 10, 15 years. So um, after I lost those Bitcoins, I realized I needed something more uh, uh, dependable to keep my tokens safe. And then that's when I uh, started to research into hardware wallets, and I found Trezor. Um, this was uh, last year, 2000, I mean uh, 2016, so the year before last year. So we're already in 2018. And uh, I became, we became a, a, a reseller for Trezor at the time um, through a pretty serious interview, actually. At that time, they were very um, selective on who uh, they are partnering with to sell their products. And mm-hmm. a few months later, I decided to uh, carry all the other crypto hardware wallets as well. That's when the idea came about to have a crypto hardware wallet superstore. So I reserved the domain CryptoHWWallet.com in February of uh, of last year, 2017, and then it launched uh, in 2000, the same year, uh, two two months later in April, and uh, we basically brought all the wallets on board. Um, that includes Trezor Ledger, Digital Bitbox, and KeepKey. It took a while for us to get through KeepKey because they 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 had some internal changes. 
now everyone knows that they have been uh, changing ownership and they didn't have any wallets uh, for a long time until recently. Now they're start starting to uh, supplying wallet uh, resellers, and that's where we, we well, are since today. You, um, yeah, since your store deals with all these different wallets, I mean, you would have unique insights into the differences you see amongst them. So I don't know, you know, I know it may take a little bit, but can you compare and contrast the different hardware wallets and what you like and don't like about some of them? Yes, absolutely. Uh, because there are so many different wallet choices, uh, then of course it um, can get confusing for users, new users or even old users. Uh, it can get confusing. They want to know exactly what's the the right one for me, or you know, uh, how how would I be able to pick the, the correct uh, correct wallet from for my personal need. So they all um, currently there are about uh, five or six different models. Uh, mainly. Um, so you have uh, Ledger uh, Nano S, Ledger Blue. Um, they had an older model that discontinued uh, called HW1, but that's only a Bitcoin wallet. And you have uh, Trezor uh, 1 and Model T, which is their second generation coming out uh, this year. And you have Digital Bitbox and also KeepKey. So now you have uh, five to six different models. Now, each one supports uh, different tokens. Some are multi-cryptocurrency uh, compatible. <clears throat> Some are only Bitcoin compatible. Uh, so I'll um, I'll briefly go through all of them. Uh, so the advantage for Ledger, they support the most cryptocurrencies out of all of them. Uh, so Ledger Nano S and Ledger Blue currently su uh, supports around 25. Uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, if including the ERC20 tokens, that will probably be well. ERC20 tokens, we know there are a lot of them, so I'll just categorize that one. Well, as one. One quick question: When a wallet supports ERC20, by definition, do they support all ERC20? Because there's hundreds of them, or is it yes, just certain ERC20s? They support all of them through the through the uh, MyEther wallet. So all the ICO, new ICO, or the old ICO tokens issued on. Uh, the Ethereum blockchain, all those uh, can be uh, supported by the hardware wallet because it's like um, Ethereum token itself is a gateway into all those ERC20 tokens. Right, I got it. I just, I just wanted to make sure, that's all. So if a, yeah, if yeah, a that, wallet that supports ERC20, <clears throat> they're getting close to being a universal wallet because ERC20, there's hundreds of them, and now you've got the other species like Bitcoin, you know, Stratus, things like that. Yes, yes. Correct. So that is totally right. Um, but um, I believe some other uh, Ethereum-like blockchain will later on issue more ICOs. Uh, it could be the same case. So now we have a ERC-20. Maybe later on we have a NEIL-20 or something. Hey, do you, do you see um, anyone making an ecosystem based off Bitcoin? So you'd have like BRC-20 and um, you know, people can issue ICOs using Bitcoin's protocol? Well, we, as we all know, that uh, Rootstock RSK uh, recently launched on Testnet, and then soon um, probably be in uh, be live for uh, for all the projects that they had in mind. Uh, Rootstock it's basically compatible with all the Ethereum uh, applications running on the Ethereum blockchain. So I see that will also happen on Rootstock uh, down the road. Of course, uh, Ethereum had the early moving uh, mover advantage where they, uh, most of the ICOs already use uh, the Ethereum uh, blockchain to issue tokens. But it doesn't mean that later on, you know, Rootstock doesn't have um, any uh, companies that want to issue ICOs on this chain as well. Since uh, 
rootstock is running on the Bitcoin chain. Uh, I definitely see that happening. Yeah, I have a question. Um, can you go into the basics of how hard wallets work mechanistically? Why are they called hard wallets besides the fact that they're physical? And are they actually safer than almost any way you could store your coins? Yes. So the main advantage for hardware wallets to be secure than the other wallets um, are there are a couple of advantages. Um, the private key. So the the device is to secure the the private key. Uh, as we know that anyone who has access to the private key will have access to the coins. So the hardware wallet, the main feature is to secure that private key onto their MCU. Uh, stands for microcontroller unit or the CPU, kind of like uh, the brain for the chip for the wallet. And then that is designed to be always inside the uh, IC, will never leave the IC, uh, even though you're connected to the internet. And this is why it will never leak the private key to the hackers or to the cloud. Um, that's where it's making it safe. Now, there is um, this. this is viewed as a security advantage, but it is kind of a a disadvantage in terms of convenience. That's why we have different wallets in existence. We have, you know, you know, the BitPay or the CoPay wallets. We have the Bread wallet or Blockchain.info wallet. Those are the mobile wallet that we store a small amount of uh, cryptocurrencies without physically connecting to a hardware wallet where we can transact. So it's for a convenience factor, but it's not. It, it doesn't have the strongest uh, security feature. That's why. Um, you use different wallets for different uh, purpose. Uh, I have a mobile wallet, a, a copay on my, uh, I have also have an Airbits on my phone, but I only store a very small amount of uh, cryptocurrencies uh, versus if I have a larger amount of cryptocurrency, I will never use those because your phone is always connected to the internet. If you have a hacker breaking into your phone, they could uh, uh, somehow maybe take a screenshot of your phone or uh, get access to your wallet and then steal your private keys eventually, then they'll steal your, your Bitcoins or your, your cryptocurrencies. Yeah, if you're copy-pasting a private key on your computer, it could be stored there. I mean, it could be stored as a file on the on the computer or the phone. You know, many different places where it's vulnerable. Exactly. The vulnerability is definitely there. And then to uh, professional or hackers, um, we... When we use those wallets, we almost uh, look like we're naked to them. Um, that's why you need a better form of tool to secure your uh, your tokens. Uh, hardware wallet is definitely one of the, the best choices because you can always sign transactions with your hardware wallet, and then the remaining balance will be moved into a new address. So your wallet, uh, your 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 currencies will always cryptocurrencies will always stay in a cold storage uh, state. Um, that uh, itself, it's uh, really uh, the key to its security. Yeah, for people that don't know, what is a hot wallet versus a cold wallet? How about that distinction? So a hot wallet basically is in, it's not in stored in the cold storage. Uh, um, um, let me see if I can p uh, explain it better. Um, you know, we have all the exchanges keeping um, their cryptocurrencies for withdrawals or uh, moving around, they keep a small portion on in the hot wallet, so uh, it's easier for access. Um, and then they have the majority of their, their uh, cryptocurrencies in cold storage, where it's isolated from the internet, from the cloud. Um, I guess the way to differentiate them is, one, it's uh, consistently on the internet, 
the other one is offline. There was this big hack from Bitfinex uh, last year that they were using hot wallets through, was it through BitGoal? Uh, I think it was one of them. But even though they had multi-party uh, private key um, mechanism, but for some reason it was still compromised where they lost $120 million. That was a big shockwave sent to through, you know, across the uh, the cryptocurrency space, uh, a huge drop after that news broke out because people were really, uh, well, a lot of people lost money for sure, and then it was people were worried about that this money, this cryptocurrency will be dumped on the exchange across the market. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so beyond the number of tokens that um, hard wallets can, can, can have, what are the distinctions you see amidst the different companies? Um, I see them uh, later on probably be working uh, on more features, more um, make it make the user experience even better. Uh, of course, uh, maintaining all the security features. Uh, they may even work with uh, big companies. That's probably many years down the road that their technology, like uh, Ledger, is currently working with Intel. So Intel, we know that they're a big chip, chip maker. So who knows, maybe one of their uh, technologies can be incorporated into uh, Intel chips where all the computers that we purchase from Intel that has or, or you know, the electronic equipment from Intel that uses their chips may have that feature in it in the future down the road. Um, but that's, that's just a speculation. Um, uh, of course, I don't know for sure, but I see them uh, partnership uh, together. That's uh, a good sign that Main, uh, Main Street or big corporations uh, are coming into the space and having an interest in seeing this cryptocurrency space booming where the big opportunities could be lying ahead for them to capture early in the early stage. What about people that are trying to use the phone as a hardware wallet like BitVault or um, um, who's the other one? Yeah, that, uh, that is also me. also very possible. I think I remember I read... Oh, rib, ribbits, uh, ribbits, yeah, Ribbits is trying to do that too, Ribbits. Yeah, you have, obviously, every cell phone has uh, chips in it. I think Qualcomm for mainly for the Snapdragon, mainly for the Android devices. Then you have Apple, their own, own chips. These chip companies may look into the future that cryptocurrency is the trend. They may embed something um, in, in their chip to make this secure, I guess. Uh, I don't know exactly how it can be done technically, um, but I'm sure the experts will know. Uh, that also depends on um, how it's, it should be uh, a doable uh, thing for, for these uh, phone makers, but it also probably depends on how well the uh, regulatory environment uh, come ahead and uh, coming in the future, how well you know, the major governments around the world will um, allow cryptocurrency to grow. Uh, if that happens to be in 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 the friendly environment where um, these big uh, phone makers see that as an opportunity, I'm I'm sure they'll jump on the the bandwagon. Any other advancements you see coming in the near future that um, maybe the public's not aware of? Um, can you re repeat that question one more time? Any uh, hardware wallet advancements or new products you see coming imminently that people aren't aware of yet? Oh yes, um, I'm. Where will be? Yes, there there is actually there is this company um, currently they they have a, a wallet called Bether that is uh, on Bitcoin.org uh, website as a endorsed uh, mobile wallet. They are currently making a version of wallet uh, like a Apple Watch, 
Um, they had a recent release in China for the prototype uh, that is going into production probably in a few months. Uh, we have already in, in contact with them, or they have been in contact with us, that um, they want us to uh, uh, carry their product once it's launched, especially in North American market. Um, that is one of the items, and then one of the wallets. And then there's another one that looks really like a cell phone called Kushen. Uh, it's, it's also a Chinese manufacturer. Um, that is not uh, a, a Bitcoin.org certified um, device yet, but if if uh, but that's already in existence. I know a lot of the cryptocurrency investors in China already start using that. Um, they have a fairly good feedback, to what I heard. But for us to carry any of these products, we have to make sure that they are absolutely safe, um, at least uh, when they're getting certified by Bitcoin.org professionals, we feel more comfortable that their um, their wallets are sound. As far as improvements, uh, last year when, when we were meeting with uh, Ledger CEO Eric, uh, Eric uh, he kind of uh, gave us uh, some uh, uh, insights about where Ledger Nano and uh, Nano S and Ledger Blue will be heading this year. But that's at the time um, they were they were not as uh, busy <laughs> uh, for the past six months or so. They were they were completely they basically were completely overwhelmed with the amount of demand. So I don't know if they have they increased their staffing, but I don't know if they have caught up with the new uh, crew. That's the development team um, adding or imp uh, advancing those features yet. But the feature that he was telling me was about uh, adding Bluetooth functions on the Ledger Blue and also adding more memory capacities for the uh, or both the Nano S and Blue because currently they both have very limited memory capacity that can only support a few tokens at, a, at any given time. You have to delete and reinstall some other tokens uh, in order to access to all of them, which that is really uh, disturbing because for devices to add a little extra memory holding that uh, cryptocurrency app shouldn't be that big of a deal or shouldn't be that big of a challenge. They just need to uh, make some adjustments on the design and then, I guess, increase the memory capacity. We have numerous uh, customers that either email or call us or, uh, regarding this issue that they cannot support more than five on the Nano S and maybe nine on the Ledger Blue. That is an issue of bottleneck for for this particular device, even though they're supporting already five times more the amount of cryptocurrency they support, but the wallet can only hold 20% uh, of those wallet, uh, cryptocurrencies at any given time because of memory limitation. But those are the investments, I mean, uh, advancements that their Ledger is going to make. And Trezor, we already know the Model T uh, has been announced since last year. But because they're also overwhelmed, so they are going to uh, have uh, production this year. Um, last word we heard was sometime in April, the first pre-orders will probably be shipped. And then uh, all the B2B, we're considered their business-to-business -business customers, where their biggest their, their biggest resellers. We probably won't get it until July, summer, or even towards fall. That is, And then on, um, they also will have... A new wallet is what I heard uh, with the screen supporting more altcoins. And Kipi, I we have not heard anything. Uh, oh, they uh, they recently made an announcement that they're going to support ERC20s. So those are the, the updates, I guess. That's what we have, the information. It was a recent hack um, 
someone bought a second-hand hardware wallet and um, their coins were stolen off of it. Can you comment on how that could have happened? Yes, this is uh, obviously this was a terrible accident. I think the person purchased that wallet as a ledger wallet from eBay, lost around thirty thousand dollars of cryptocurrencies. If that person was not a or had more um, reading about wallets, about their wallet, how to use, what happened is that the, the the scammer sold the wallet. It was an authentic ledger wallet, but the the um, they included like a scratcher type of uh, you know those lottery scratchers uh, with the with the uh, private key with the master seeds the 24 vocabulary words underneath. So the the user uh, who bought this wallet thinking oh scratch under you know finding the those 24 words that the scammer previously had created. So the user basically used those master seeds instead of creating his own. Um, that's when, after he put the tokens, the scammer came in, and because of the, the scammer had master seeds, he, um, the scammer must have a copy of the wallet already set up, ready just to take whatever token that, that the, the person is putting in. That's how the scam happened. And then Ledger had uh, got involved with this. Now they have. If you go on their website, they see you will not, you don't want to use any wallets that has been initialized or has been. Uh, you you only want to use a wallet that you create your own seeds, master seeds. You don't want to use any wallet that has been used, uh, especially if it's been initialized. I don't think if it's been used is an issue. If you can reflash the device, I can, I'm can. i very comfortable if you can reflash the device, creating your own seeds, you generate your own master seeds, then nobody has that copy, then it's completely safe. So that's what happened. That's, that's pretty creative. Yeah. Yes, the, the scammer is very creative. So because there are so many... Opportunity, opportunities out there for scammers to scam people. For new crypto investors, it is very, very um, uh, dangerous. And, and I strongly suggest that, that you do more reading about security before you jump in uh, putting a lot of money in. If that person was more careful, uh, probably this incident would have been avoided. This is why you also want to go through credible dealers. Uh, we're definitely one of the credible dealers. We're authorized by all four wallet makers. We're a specialist in accessories, wallets that we, can be verified on their website. We are very actively uh, sponsoring events. Obviously, this event that's coming up in, in Texas, and we're also going to be in uh, in Miami next week. So you want to buy from credible sellers who uh, basically acting as a form of screening for um, the users. Um, Instead of buying just uh, from anyone and without their credibility, it could be a scamming deal. So okay. Well, uh, last uh, last item. So you're going to be coming to the uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Uh, any hints about what you're going to talk about? Yes. So our yes, we're going to have a booth. Yeah. Our specialty is in crypto hardware wallets. Um, so that's what we're going to be focusing. We're focusing on crypto hardware um, wallets. We're focusing on hardware wallet accessories. Currently, we have uh, 12, 14 SKUs. These are specifically made for these hardware wallets. So for those of uh, that who own wallets, they, you want to accessorize your wallets, make it look better, nicer, with a better user experience. Uh, when you put a leather case over the wallet, it protects the wallet. It makes the, the touch softer because it's real leather. Um, all that can be uh, a good uh, experience, user experience, as well as you know protecting the wallet. The idea for us to come up with this uh, leather case was when I first had that Ledger Blue um, 
early last year when the first batch of Ledger Blue came out. Uh, when I had that wallet, it was a beautiful wallet, except the edges are really sharp. Um, it was really slippery. I almost dropped it. I said, this leather, I mean, this wallet needs a a, a case uh, that that protects. If you, you drop it, you probably crack the screen. It's around $400. Actually, people sell them for $1,500 on, on Amazon now. It's an expensive wallet, and it's a headache. If you break it, you need to try to get another one, try to recover it. It's a headache, so you want to protect it well. So we come up, we came up with the beautiful leather case uh, that even Ledger loved it. They sent out a tweet for for this uh, particular leather case. So the idea came about: we created a leather case for Ledger, for Trezor, for uh, you know the Nano S. We recently we made the keychain for Digital Bitbox and Keep Key. So we have a full line of uh, leather cases and accessories. We're, we're continuing to add more exciting products around whatever we feel it's uh, it could be a good need, it could be a good fit, we are going to add on. We just recently opened a branch in, in China. We hired an entire whole team that we're going to work on this entire team to in product development. So that's also an area where we're specializing accessories for hardware wallets. And that's where we're going to be pitching. And we're going to have a booth okay. over there. Hopefully by then we have enough wallets because – Right now, both Trezor and Ledger are <laughs> out of stock for at least the first quarter of this year. If we yeah. have enough wallets, we'll bring some wallets to the booth uh, so people can feel, touch, and buy. Um, I know we will have some for sure, but we just don't know we're going to have all the hot ones. We've completely ran out of okay. Ledger, uh, yeah, Ledger Nano S. Hopefully, we still have some Trezors left. Yeah, the conference is in March, and we're not going to get any wallets probably in late March or early April from Ledger. That's the last word we heard. Um, we have a huge okay. order with them on pending, but they just could not ship. Well, very good, Joe. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. You know, we're out of time, and I appreciate everything you told me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Richard. Great talking to you. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.